So it's like that growth process from nothing to something to really something that just gives me a whole lot of, of joy. Um, and I think that that's why entrepreneurship has always been something that I've just been naturally um, attracted to uh, since I was a boy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Awesoming's podcast, where we highlight people pursuing their definition of, you guessed it, awesome. So buckle up and get ready for some more success story adventures and failures from Kentucky's tech and entrepreneur community. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning back into this episode of Awesomings Podcast. I am ecstatic because I get to sit down with my good buddy Matt in Louisville, Kentucky. Matt actually joined us about eight months ago after Fiverr Cross in August of 2020 when we went outside to the Lexington Legends baseball stadium. And that's where our friendship started. So I'm excited to have Matt back on the show. And if you want to go back and listen to his first episode, which I would highly encourage, it was October 13th, I believe, of 2020. So go back to around October. He was episode number 39, I believe. So check that out. He had a great story. And so I want to bring him back because we're going to talk about growth today. So Matt, I'm just pumped to see you again, dude. It's good. Good to see you too. It's going to be fun. One of my, one of my good friends uh, named Chad here in town, he said this one time and it's one of those things, whenever someone says, it, I, I feel like I have to say it, but when someone's like, oh, hey, it's good to see you. He always responds, it's good to be seen. It can be taken very uh, non-jokingly, make you sound kind of weird. <laughs> but yeah, let's go ahead and dive on into this. I, I'm excited for our time together. Got a couple of good things to talk about and excited for where Stucco is going. So but yeah, I'm, I'm excited, just to say the least. So Matt, last time again, you were on the podcast was after pitching out Fiverr Cross and you had some great feedback about, hey, I received some feedback, which I loved. Real entrepreneurs love receiving feedback. And real quickly, a lot of people may not have heard your episode. Hopefully they go back and listen to it or they might might not remember from your pitch live. So for those who you know aren't familiar with, with Stucco, can you give us a quick refresher of what your company is and what problem you are solving? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Stucco, which is spelled with three C's, which is an important detail, um, it's a virtual home design platform. Uh, so we are really uh, segmented into two. We have two primary offers right now on the platform. Um, one is virtual staging. So it's a virtual staging service. Um, our customers there are primarily uh, residential real estate agents. And they send us photos of properties, typically vacant properties, and we add photorealistic um, 3D models of furniture and decor to those photos so that they look like they're physically staged. And our customers use those virtually staged photos to help market and sell the property um, faster and for more money. And so um, that's, that's a the one kind of segment of the business. And then we also have an online interior design service segment where we're servicing homeowners um, to design rooms in their home. Um, so they are working with one of our professional designers to um, design a room to spec to match their unique design style, their budget, um, maybe integrate existing items, things like that. So it's a much more affordable and also a much more efficient um, alternative to working with an in-person interior designer. And the, the two actually um, work really well together because the real estate agent uses virtual staging to inspire um, homeowners about the potential that a space uh, has. 
And then once the homeowner moves into the property uh, with the, because we offer online interior design, we can actually turn that inspiration into reality for them. Um, so they can actually, uh, you know, move into the home and, and, desi and design it in a really beautiful way. So uh, that's stucco. Stucco in a nutshell. Thanks for sharing that. And actually, before before I hit record, and I'm going to repeat myself, so so thanks for the patience. Uh, I was telling Matt that I worked with a class at the University of Kentucky in the communications department that was focused on entrepreneurial thinking and, and community engagement. And we did a mock, hey, throw out some ideas. Let's get some pitches. Uh, one pitch led into an idea similar to Stucco. And I when when the group was, you know, coming around with doing customer discovery and a couple of things, I encouraged them to check out your company and they had really, really solid feedback. So really cool that I got to, to show some students, Hey, this is actually a real life company that is doing what you guys are aiming to do. Yeah, that's, that's super cool. I love hearing that. Um, you know, it's a great indicator of that other people are feeling the need for this problem to be solved, which is awesome. Um, I remember when I was a student, um, studying entrepreneurship myself, uh, and I would have kind of a, what I thought was like a groundbreaking idea. Um, oftentimes those great ideas, you do a little Google search and you find out that somebody else has, has already solved it or is working on solving it. And I think as a, definitely as a young entrepreneur, you almost, um, take that as, as a bad sign. And, uh, it took a while for me to, to realize that's actually a great sign. You know, that's a great sign. You're really onto something. And so, you know, competition or the fact that there's something out there similar to what you just described as as an ideal outcome or ideal solution. Um, you know, the fact that it exists is is validating. No, they, they, yeah, I remember this group was excited and they had a really great presentation and they might have stolen a couple ideas from you, but, you know, we'll, we'll leave that in the past. So, Matt, as, as a refresher, I remember two things that we talked about that I thoroughly enjoyed from our first conversation was your specific outlook on on hiring and, and bringing people on for your company. And so, I remember you talked specifically, it is important for a founder to, to learn a skill set, to learn to solve something for my end and then essentially save myself time so I can delegate work to somebody else. So you talked about, hey, if something would take me a week to, to solve, let me find someone that can do it in a day or two and help me focus elsewhere. And I want to ask, how has your perspective changed maybe within the last eight to nine months of hiring people? I remember you talked about, um, not WeWork, you talked about Upwork, Open, open Desk, which turned into Upwork. Um, was was an old partner you used to use for hiring. Yeah, has that changed in the last last couple of months since we spoke about your approach and then also what you are doing in terms of learning something to then validate if someone's work is quality enough to continue to work with you? My my outlook hasn't really changed since we last spoke. Um, in fact, I you know we've we've hired um, a new resource. We hired a content strategist since we last spoke and. Uh, we're in the process of hiring a couple other folks right now. And um, kind of the the process that I explained in that episode, which I won't explain here um, out of respect for saving people from, you know, redundancy. Uh, but it's it's very much the same playbook that that we're running, um, running now or have run with with hiring the content strategist. And so, um you know, I, I used to spend quite a bit of time creating content uh, for our website or, or copy for, uh, you know, email um, newsletters, things like that. And I realized that although that was really powerful and valuable use of my time, I felt like it, I wasn't leveraging my time as much as I possibly could by 
by spending a day writing, you know, a, a really great article. Um, and so once I felt like I, I understood how to go about doing that or what, what I felt like was a quality piece that was re resonating with our readers and our customers and generating leads and sales. And I felt like I could comfortably find somebody to, um, to do that, uh, for me so that I could kind of focus on maybe some, some higher leveraged, um, tasks. And so, uh, yeah, I did, I, I hired a content strategist after I sort of documented what I was doing and what, um, kind of the KPIs I was measuring, uh, doing those tasks myself. And i I found that it really helped her get a lot of bit of, uh, get, um, you know, out of the gates running, um, and making some really good progress, um, and understanding what the expectations were and, and what a good quality piece, um, was as we, as we defined it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very much, uh, what I described previously is, is in line with, with how we're going about hiring, uh, people now. And, uh, I think it's working well, you know, realistically, as we continue to grow, I won't be able to do every task and then train every new hire. So that that'll change. Um, but I do think that when you're in the infancy of a business and every new hire is so crucial, um, cause the, the organization is still pretty fragile, um, when there are only so many, uh, players in the game that I do think it, it makes sense for me to do this for now. Um, and I'm sure I'll graduate out of it or, or somebody else on a, on the team will, will take the role of, of documenting the task and, and hiring. I, I mentioned to you, to you previously that the main reason I wanted to bring you back, obviously other than to catch up, enjoy a good conversation. Cause that's something we both enjoy is because you're now part of the fellowship, but also Mink and that's always exciting. We get to work with a lot of amazing people that are solving real problems. And again, I feel like I say this to everybody, maybe too much, but so many people still think Kentucky is bourbon, basketball, barefoot hicks, which we're in the 21st century, so, uh, and horses. But actually, Kentucky is really moving forward and we're, we're really progressing with coming out with a lot of companies and a lot of tech companies specifically. And that excites me. And so I'm glad that you're part of our program and that you are showing people, hey, this is what Kentucky will become to be known for. So that's exciting. Um, yeah. Mo monologue aside, what growth have you had personally or professionally within the last eight months, eight, nine months that helped you really become a, a valid contender for the fellowship? Yeah, I've really enjoyed the fellowship so far, um, by the way. I, we're still in the early stages of it, but I can already tell this going to be a really great experience. It already has been a great experience. Um, uh, professionally, um, leading up to the fellowship program, and uh, we, we did close our we did close a round of financing, which is which is a huge milestone for us. Um, you know, we did start hiring, um, some resources and are in the process of hiring some additional resources. Uh, we've made a lot of headway on product development. So we're in the process of integrating with, um, with retail partners right now so that, um, not only can, you know, you have photos virtually staged and, uh, be inspired by, uh, a virtually staged photo, but you can actually, you'll be able to shop from those virtually staged photos. So the idea is that, um, Stucco will, will inevitably become a platform where not only can you, um, understand the potential that a space has, but you'll actually be able to shop, 
uh, for homes on stucco and you'll be able to shop from homes on stucco. So uh, we are really excited about some of the product uh, development we've done um, since we last spoke as well. Uh, personally, and this is also very much tied in with uh, some of the professional progress that we've made. Um, I, I have been working with a business coach. I, I hired a business coach um, maybe towards the beginning of, of this year, uh, maybe the latter part of last year. And I have really benefited greatly from, from that relationship. I think that going into it, uh, the, the coaching was obviously for business, but business is very personal. It's all connected, especially as a startup entrepreneur. So um, I, I almost look at that relationship as helping me grow personally. And as a result of the personal growth, uh, that sort of helps professionally. Um, so we spend a lot of time thinking through uh my personal vision um, and how that connects to Stucco's vision and um, kind of the behaviors that I like to see in myself and those that I'd like to see in ID and, you know, um, uh, teammates of Stucco and, you know, things that I'll tolerate and won't tolerate and um, things like that. So uh, it's, it was interesting. I, I ended up working with this business coach, because of my professional aspirations, but I think that that relationship um, and accountability partners really helped me grow personally as well. Uh, so I would recommend that to a lot of people who, are, who might be watching or listening is, um, you know, to have an ongoing uh, honest conversation with somebody that you admire to kind of be a sounding board and, and work on um, to help you, know, you work on yourself and therefore that'll reflect in your business. Man, that is so great to hear. And I, I say that because we actually had a friend of ours in Lexington named John Fox come on our show and pretty much say the same thing. He ran a couple companies, got a business coach, and now he's actually coaching other people in their businesses, which is which is really cool. And also, congrats on closing a round. That's, that's no easy feat. So I know that has probably only propelled you further and is getting both you, but also your team really excited for for the future of stucco so uh that being said one of the things again like i think this is really valuable what, what have you found to be the difference in external motivation and internal motivation like what, you talked about your vision what's that look like what's uh what's keeping you churning and burning every single day i kind of was doing some personal exploration about you know what what is my why um and uh, at the time, I identified that kind of my why, what keeps me going is that I really enjoy helping good people and ideas um, grow and reach their full potential. And so that was that's what has always really resonated with me is the transition from an idea to reality and then to reaching the its true potential or kind of the the true kind of end end goal. So it's like that growth process from nothing to something to really something that just gives me a whole lot of, of joy. Um, and I think that that's why entrepreneurship has always been something that I've just been naturally, um, attracted to, uh, since I was a boy, um, of, you know, creating something out of nothing and then also growing that something to, 
to really something that, you know, people use and, and help, you know, them improve their lives or, or impact their lives in a really well, in a really great way. Um, and so what was sort of like, this happened a couple of weeks ago and I was having a conversation with, with, um, my coach is we were talking about, um, stucco and kind of it's, it's vision. And really what I discovered was stucco is, is pretty much all is totally in line with my why, which is basically taking a empty or ugly space and having an idea for what it could be. And then bridging that gap to where you can turn that inspiration or that idea into reality in a really easy and, um, you know, affordable way. And so that the, the very, I hadn't realized that. I don't know why I hadn't made the connection. It seems quite stupid now that I, um, you know, I've kind of had that aha moment recently, but I think that that's exactly why it's been so easy for me to get up in the morning every single day, even when, you know, I've got a laundry list of to-do items is that stucco is doing everything, every single day, what we're doing for our customers is what resonates with me personally. Um, and so I think that that is probably the X factor for, for why I've been able to bootstrap this thing for over five years, um, until recently, uh, with some of the out, outside fundraising. But, you know, I, I do think that that is, I didn't really know it at the time that my why was in line with kind of Stucco's vision and what we do every day. But, um, I don't know if I'm lucky or if it was, uh, you know, subconsciously, uh, I was in, in tune, but I do, you know, maybe encourage, uh, other entrepreneurs to think deeply about, um, you know, their personal why and to think, does that personal why really connect with what I'm doing on a daily basis with, with my business? Cause I think that if it doesn't, um, it's going to be tough. It's, it's going to be really tough to get up in the morning and do the things that you don't want to do. Cause that's, that's just a necessary part of growing. <laughs> growing a business. You just mentioned having a laundry list of things to do. Do you have any specific routines or habits that you feel like contribute to that success? There are some consistent things that I've done over the years. Um, so, uh, every morning I wake up, I try not to use an alarm clock in the morning. I just try to wake up naturally that sometimes that's impossible to do, especially with, you know, early morning meetings or whatever. But I found that my mornings start much better if, if my phone's not yelling at me. I wake up, I drink a glass of water. I, I'm kind of a supplement freak. I take my health supplements um, and uh, I drink a green tea. And I feel like every time I drink a green tea, it's time to work. So I, I'm like, I grab a green tea and then I go to work and I try to do um, the highest priority item on my to-do list uh, at the beginning. I, I go into do not disturb mode um, for as long as I you know, possibly can. I, oftentimes life intervenes and, and uh, you know, I, I ultimately have to, to be a, a victim to my calendar. But I try not to um, be disturbed uh, by email or, or phone the early part of the day so that I can make some headway on, on our high priority tasks. We have, um, we have some engineers who are located uh, offshore. And so they end up, they wrap up their day at, at 1030 Eastern time. So um, I will have conversations with them to review their work uh, for the day and to also um, 
understand what I need to do to support them and plan their next days uh, uh, when they wrap up. So that is always consistent. Um, and I found that I really like uh, a late lunch and uh, like a midday workout. So I like to work out and have, I like to have lunch and work out between like three and five uh, every day. I find that that allows me to almost reset my entire day and almost have two days out of one because after the workout, I feel like revived and ready to go back to work. Um, so I'll, I'll try to get another kind of round of work in after that. Um, I've personally found that I'm most creative at night, which is very inconvenient for, uh, you know, having a significant other, which is really important to me to have quality time with her. Um, but I, I do find that my, my mind really works at night. So sometimes I'll, if I'm working on a, on a design or, um, really just need to address something creatively, I will carve out time kind of late night with a, with a glass of wine and that works for me. Um, but yeah, I know that that's, I'm getting really into the nitty gritty, but that is a, a pretty open look at my day to day. That's, that's some of the stuff I'd like hearing most because one, it helps us relate as people. Um, I came, I came up to two thoughts specifically, and these will be short, but Nick Saban, phenomenal coach and arguably one of the, one of the best program creators of any college football team in history. I've heard like every day he has the same chicken salad for lunch. And so that way he doesn't think about what he has to eat. And I had a buddy that played baseball at U of L at the time when he was in there, which a couple of years ago for their like weight training and, you know, like preseason workout it's like they had them on this very strict regimen of of eating and so he'd be like i go to bed i wake up like three hours eat a bowl of oatmeal like go to bed wake up like eat a, a peanut butter sandwich and he's just like always uh, always fill himself up and so it's funny because some of those systems we put in place are what lead to our success and again um i just imagine some of those late night creative sessions have probably been really really helpful for 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 your vision moving forward so matt as we as we wrap up i have one very oddball question but you actually mentioned it earlier, so maybe this ties in to another. So I want to ask that, then we'll wrap up our time together. Has Stucco done well with this real estate supply and demand shortage in Kentucky over the last couple of months? I mean, it's hilarious. I've looked into buying a house with some of my roommates have because we're getting in our mid-20s, late-20s, and everything is just <laughs> just going up, 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 and up. So I didn't know if you guys have had luck and people have been using your service. So yeah, that just came to mind. I figured I'd ask. It's not just Kentucky. It's not just Louisville or Lexington. It's across the board. Um, you know, it, we have historically low inventory um, in the real estate market all across the board in almost every single major uh, market. And that is not good if you're running a virtual staging company, because what happens is if a house is going to sell instantly uh, with with iPhone photos, you know, it's like there's there's less motivation for um, a seller to invest in in showcasing a property in its best light uh, because they feel like they have the power. And so whether they do or not. Right. But they feel like they do. And that that makes it real. Um, so it I'm sure is working against us. We've actually had our best uh, months in our history in the last two months. So we're still doing very well, um, but we know that the market is working against us. And so I've sort of consciously been prioritizing uh, product work, knowing that maybe now is not the perfect time to 
really ramp up sales, even though I love it, I'd love us to ramp up sales, people are going to be less um, interested in listening to our offer right now. And so I've thought that it may make more sense as a result of how the markets are for us to really double down on product so that when the market starts to soften a little bit or normalize a little bit, uh, we will have that much more of a strong offer to present to our customers when they're more willing to listen to us. Um, so that's where we are right now. I mean, realistically, this month will probably be a slower month. And it's sort of by design because I really want us to focus on on product. Um, and, and it might be the case for a couple of months. I, I, don't, I don't know when the market's going to change. Um, but uh, I know that it will it will the pendulum will swing. And so I think it's I think it's really smart of us to um, to kind of work on the foundational stuff. And uh, right now, while we still have some cash in the bank to position us really well for for the market to sort of move back in our favor, uh, hopefully, you know, the latter part of this year. But who knows? We'll find out. I hope you find a house, though. I know it's tough right now. Yeah, it's it's been it's been nuts, but hey, that's that's life. So, Matt, one one final question, then we'll wrap up. What is one goal you are hoping to accomplish over the next calendar year in the fellowship program? Oh, in the fellowship program, um, you know, I'd really just like to help my my fellow uh, members in the fellowship program. I'd love to connect with them a little on a more deep level. Uh, you know, entrepreneurship can be a lonely thing, so. It'd be great if we can learn from each other. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to in the fellowship program. Um, from a Stucco perspective, in the next year, we're going to integrate with retailers. That's our big thing right now. And the idea of shopping for homes and shopping from homes is really exciting to us. So uh, for anybody listening, um, you know, I think that that's something that they, they would find interesting is, uh, is maybe checking out Stucco uh, the latter part of this year. I think you'll be really excited by what you see. Uh, I know that we are excited about what we're building. Matt just said it. And again, as always, we are so appreciative for you guys for listening in. And we would love to hear from you, your thoughts about Matt's company this episode. So there's a link in the bottom of our episode in the summary to send an audio message in or shoot us an email. We'd love to feature you in the next episode. And Matt, as we wrap up, how can people support your business? If they happen to know a real estate agent, um, they should ask them to check out Stucco with three C's. <laughs> um, and uh, I think they'll like what they're seeing. Um, you know what? Honestly, if somebody's listening, they're probably interested in entrepreneurship. And I would just say that um, to keep going, uh, that, that would be cool. I'd love to see more entrepreneurs in the state and uh, more people who are willing to go for it. Stucco with three C's, more Kentucky entrepreneurs. Matt, always a pleasure. Take care, my friend. Sounds good, man. Thank you. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Awesomings Podcast. And another quick thank you to Lee Rosevere and a few members from our community who provide the music that you hear in this show. Lastly, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. Or even better, come on down to our space. Come be a part of our community and get plugged in. And let's start something awesome together. You guys rock. We'll see you next time.